busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm going to bring it to your attention. Uh, you know, maybe in your own personal life, may even be an observation that you picked up on in someone else's. But have you noticed that the hmm, meaning and feel and concept of family has changed? Like when you think about it, when you were younger, if you was raised anything like the grandbaby that I am, uh, we had sleepovers and get togethers and everybody knew about your business before you actually could possibly want to even utter a word to the person you wanted to know. Uh, My grandma had nine kids who all had kids who all had kids. And if you didn't want everybody to know, you did not tell certain people because what I called this so lovingly was it was the Channel 9 News. If I told that aunt, everybody knew. I'm talking about how did you get the word out without it being any social media out at that time we didn't have email I'm making myself sound like dinosauric at this point but when I say that her home phone challenge game was unmatched ma'am you were the Facebook of the family before Facebook even existed like if it got to you it was posted okay and and, and it was public Public knowledge before I even wanted my private information to be known. How did you know what I got in that class? How did you know that that I kissed such and such in the back part? How, how, ma'am? Like, sir, did you, who are you working for? Okay. And I used to always say, Ma, you missed your calling. Because you should have been somebody's journalistic. She would have been OG Wendy Williams. She would have been the greatness that you are just wasting in the hemisphere of family is just, you know, it's a little saddening, if you will. But have you noticed that what we grew up on, you know, the just respect your elders kind of thing, you know, that's just your grandma, that's just the way granddaddy is, you know, but that's just the way your uncle is. We, did, we were a little bit more tolerant to some things. We were a little bit more hushed about some things. But overall, the concept of family completely changed. Some for the good, some for the, you know, not so much. Like there's almost been a, and I want to make it a little bit more deeper, yeah, uh, enriched, if you will. There's almost been an, an awakening of, I don't want to go over there if I don't want to go over there. No, I don't want to spend my holiday that way if I don't want to spend my holiday that way. I'm not picking up my phone to talk about such and such no more. You like, yeah, we took the that's just the way such and such is, and we did something different. Like, and I don't want to be bothered. Like, we put a comma in that sentence where everybody else pre generationally put a period. That's just your such and such, comma, and I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> New generation alert. <laughs> you understand? It's like let me explain something to you. I'm I'm completely and utterly over it. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what a very triggering statement is for me. That's just the way such and such is, and you need to fill in the blank. You need to get thicker skin. You just need to be okay with it. You need to go ahead and respect it. You just need to pick up the phone and blah, blah. And it's like, can I say something? That is the most unloving, unvalued statement that you can ever utter in anyone's heart and ear. How dare you? 
use the abusive terminology, slab it on in a sentence of that's your family, and tell someone now you are imprisoned to deal with this individual because this was the bloodline in which you were born. These are our values, whether it values you or not. These are our norms and traditions, whether it brings any form of euphoricness to you at all. And guess what? You're going to have to deal with that. That sounds like imprisonment. That sounds like a life sentence. And where are the bars and who created that? Uh, Because I'm not subscribing to that. I have journeyed and found the key. And I'm on my Paul and Silas. I'm not going to be sitting here any longer than what God destined for me to. I think that everyone was purposed in the family that they were born. I think that there is a purpose for every external environment that we ever were exposed to. But I think that it should play to our strengths. It should play to our successes. And no longer are we going to allow familiar things, a.k.a. family, to be the reason why we can't grow any further. I'm going to go ahead and say something that may make you look at me a little bit weird, but I'm okay with having three heads at this point. Uh, I do not allow for title of any sort, including family DNA, to be the reason why I allow someone to keep me uncomfortable. I have, should I I put a drum roll? Okay. Okay. I have redefined what family means to me. I built up the courage enough to identify what serves me and what no longer needs to be served to me. I have decided, hold on, I'm about to break out a song, to follow Jesus. But I have, to, <laughs> I, listen, I can't help it. Leave me alone. I have decided That if I watched my father introduce himself to me as the creator of external environments and all the things that are within, and that when he hovered over the earth in the beginning of Genesis and saw that it was void and it was dark, and he said, you know what, I could coexist in this because I've been for however long before y'all even knew, but I don't want to do this no more, so I'm going to create something different. I'm going to cover this with something different. I'm going to fill this with something different. And it may be stuff that people are like, oh, okay, they are in agreement with. And other people may be like, why did you create that? I'm scared of that. Like, why would you even make snakes and mosquitoes? Like, at what point? And it's okay. But everything serves a purpose. And I'm going to give everything a purpose. But I'm going to create something different, something new. But something that I can step back on and say, mm, this is good. I have decided that if... My daddy, the creator, was able to look at something in his external environment and go, I need to do something different Then I, as his creation, have the ability to do the same. I do not subscribe to being in relationship, relating to people, being in friendship, being in any form of correlating in any capacity with someone who makes me feel or brings that presence of voidness to what I'm trying to create. I am bold enough and brave enough to identify when something does not 
coincide with what I'm trying to create. Let me give you a sneak peek into my life real quick. You ready? And if I hear my business in the streets, I know who to go to. Okay, listen, I don't enjoy threatening you. I just want to make sure that we're, okay, so we're clear. Let's just move on. Um, I created a lifestyle for me that most wouldn't be brave enough to create. And let me tell you the thing about creating such a lifestyle. Uh, it involves you doing something and, and following through with some things that you have to do, but that you didn't necessarily want to do. I saw this video on social media the other day and this boy was in the classroom and he was just taping himself. Nothing too spectacular. Like literally he put up the cell phone and he just pressed record and that just was it. And I guess one of his classmates realized, and it wasn't scripted, realized that he wasn't his best. So she turned around and she was like, are you okay? And Buddy burst out in tears. I'm not talking about like the little, you know, the Denzel Washington I roll, you know, just the tear goes down that one cheek kind of situation. No, Buddy hit it with, like, I'm not supposed to cry because I'm a boy and I don't want to seem less manly. So I'm going to put my hood on and I'm going to put my head on this desk and I'm going to just try to, oh gosh, I can't stop the tears. It was one of those situations. And she looked at him and was like, oh, oh my gosh, like, what do I do? She she was hit with the Elsa situation, a little bit frozen. So she walked around the desk and kind of went to him. And you could tell she didn't know, like, brush should I stop this recording? Because it didn't look like you planned on crying. Should I tape you? Like, what should I do? And I looked in the comments. And the comments said, man, I get it. I get it when you know what you have to do, but it's not what you want to do. And I was like, I haven't read another sentence more realer than that all the day. Because what you will realize as you're maturing in life, as you're getting wiser, as you're starting to navigate to truth and authenticity and finding and being you unapologetically, you will start to realize most of the decisions you have to make, they're decisions you have to make that you don't want to make. I'm sure that when... Adam and Eve did what they did so stupidly in Eden. God didn't want to go ahead and just be like, now I got to cover y'all because <laughs> some fig leaves ain't doing what it's supposed to be doing. So now I got to get animal skin and I got to do that. Now I got to go ahead and I got to cash y'all out of paradise when I made this whole entire thing just for you. Like think about, he made that entire paradise for Adam and his wife, Eve, he was like, man, if I don't cash y'all out, y'all going to eat the other fruits that's going to make you live forever. And I can't have that because y'all didn't stick to the one agreement, the one thing that I asked you not to do. I'm sure that when Cain did what he did with Abel, God was like, my gosh, bruh. Now I got to cash you out of here. Like, you got to leave too. And I got to put the cherubim here. And I got to, I got to go ahead and mark you. So that nobody else ever does anything to you, but I got to cast you away from me. I'm sure when they, he saw, yo, y'all didn't do what I, now I got to send my only begotten son 
and I got to send him down here to go ahead and fulfill something because if not, you're not, never going to have a relationship with me the way that I want you to relate to me. And so when Calvary comes, bro, I have to turn my back because I cannot see my only begotten son going through something. He's paying for everybody's sin and he is sinless and this is hurting me. But I have to do what I have to do, not what I want to do. I think that that statement is the epitome of growth, the epitome of coming to, the epitome of arriving to where you're destined to go. Father, if you can just take this cup, because I don't want it, but your will be done. I I do not want to do that, but I have to. <laughs> and not that I'm forced to, but I know what needs to be done. I get it. It's all throughout the Bible. It's all you look at the greats. It's all there. I don't want to, but you know what? Like, who else is going to do it? Who else has to? And so I took that as a signet of the fact that I'm maturing way faster than anyone else in my bloodline. Because you know how how I can say that with just pure confidence. Because when I do the things that I do, people look at me and they go, "But why are you doing that?" But you know how such and such is. Why you just don't keep dealing with it? Because I choose not to. But but at this point, like, but we family, right? But I don't want this to be familiar to me. I want certain behaviors to be so odd to me, to be so alien to me. That what y'all call familiar is weird to me. So if you want that form of familiarity, if you want that form of family, then you're going to have to create a world or be used to a world where I'm not in it. In such the capacity that you were used to me being in it. I'll tell you where this came from. There was a transaction that occurred between a family member and I. And uh, one of the things that I pride myself in is that you will never have to second guess why I've adjusted my presence from you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So something occurred. And I noticed a pattern with this particular family member. Uh, I like to coin it punishment and reward. Uh, if you don't do what this family member wants you to do the way that this family member requests, AKA demands that you do it, the punishment is their presence. They, they stop talking to you for a little bit. They don't want to be bothered kind of thing. And you know, that kind of snootiness doesn't work well with my personality. Okay. Uh, and so I noticed very quickly, I was like, Hmm, not so much keeping a record of wrongdoing, but being aware of how you manage me, how you handle me, how you relate to me. I was like, oh, that's not going to work. You got an attitude around Christmas time, so you decided now I'm not giving out presents and I'm not talking to y'all. Okay, that's weird. Uh, Then you just bodozdick gave your opinion on something and I didn't take it well. So I said, hey, uh, I I did a screenshot and sent it back to said family member and said, "See, see, when you speak like this, it doesn't really look like you're suggesting something. It looks like you are giving out a directive. 
So maybe, you know, so you, you see these words and I circled it real talk because I'm a teacher at heart. I ain't gonna hold you. Uh, so I circled it. I said, so when you start your statements off like this, I don't see suggestion. Do you? Because I don't really. And so I, I guess family member didn't like that, you know, that I was pointing out, hey, that's your pamper. You stink. <laughs> um, no, that's not, you came into the room and then that's when the smell happened. Mm, issue. So ended the statement or the tech message with, okay, well, in, enjoy your day. And she will. <laughs> guarantee you this day is going to be great okay Tony the Tiger if you will sir so um I kind of looked over how that person continued to operate and I said you know what I'm going to do something very loving I'm going to adjust uh my presence from you Mm-hmm. I'm going to add you to a slew of people familiar and probably unfamiliar you have now entered the block party or what the young people like to say, the block list. Because mm-hmm. uh, I created one for my life. And let me tell you, there are people there that I love, that I care for, that I would want to relate to. But I have realized that uh, you no longer serve the purpose that I wanted you to serve, that you should have served, that it's not serving what it was supposed to be serving, if you will. And what I've learned through creating the home that my husband and I built and all these other different things, I learned that everything in that house we chose, mm-hmm. the cabinet colors, the cabinet tree, the flooring, the if something was going to be a bedroom, if we wanted to make it a study, if we wanted to extend something, if we want. But what I learned is everything in that home we picked out. We saw value in picking this out. We decided to upgrade some things, some things we kept standard, some things we kept. And I learned through that entire process, cutting and pasting that to my real life, that I don't want to house anything that doesn't serve a purpose. If something is flammable, I probably don't want it in my home because I don't want to be the person that has to be uh, veiled in my own home. The way that I want to walk around life, the way that I want to walk throughout my life, the way that I want to relate to people is I want to unveil. I want family and friends and my inner beings and everything else to be in a way that you cover me. I want to feel that we cover each other. I saw this particular video and it blew my mind. It was a soccer match between women and the opponent, as she was getting ready to kick, she threw her hand in such a way that she kind of adjusted the hijab on the her opponent so immediately the girl wearing the hijab fell to her knees to try to fix her hijab real quick because you can see her hair the opponent stopped playing and covered her to the point that the opponent that's covering her called her other teammates so now this girl on an opposite team fixing her her hijab is now actually engulfed in a circle of people covering her from the opposite team get that don't let that go over your head the girl that is on the white team is now being covered by her opponents and the red team 
who are covering her because something that is valued, something that should be unveiled, something like there was a breach in her veil and they covered her. That is the depiction of what I want family and friends to look like. I want to be surrounded by people that I can be unveiled around and they will cover me. I want to be around people that know the inner beings of me and they support that. That they don't bulldoze it their way with, with a construction site uh, kind of machinery through my residential area. I want you to see fragility and, and approach yourself and align yourself to that opposed to saying that you should have thicker skin. I want you to see that there's a tenderness in this moment but you don't just keep being um air quotes who you are i need you to adjust to what is happening i know that we're supposed to be playing a soccer game right now i know we're supposed to be focusing on winning but something more sensitive is happening right now something more sensitive is occurring and i want people who are sensitive enough to adjust themselves to what is happening in the moment you should be sensitive enough to the people that you say you value to know that you need to adjust yourself. Imagine in that moment in the soccer game, feeling like, well, here's an easy goal real quick because she's not covering. <laughs> she's not doing what she said. She's totally missed the, the ball completely because, you know, her jet. but guess what? If enough people cover you, if enough people value you, if enough people see that this particular moment, we're not supposed to be focusing on that no more because something more prominent is happening, then you'll see yourself engulfed around people who now serve a common goal with you. Those who are once opponents are now covering you. My gosh, imagine if we lived in a world like that. Imagine you going through a heartbreak. And instead of them saying they knew he wasn't no good and she should have, she could have told you that four years ago, you wasted your time. And imagine if someone just sat in that with you and go, mm-hmm, but guess what? You're going to be stronger from this. <laughs> yeah, after this, it's not going to be no more. Guess what? We're going to go ahead and call this um, rock bottom because from this point on, everything that we build, everything that you attract, every person that you talk to, you would know exactly what to ask, exactly what to look for. You'll identify the red flags. You'll put God in it early so that you don't have to waste your time and not have to go to God after and bring your heartbreak to God when you could have just brought your heart to God from the beginning and said, God, lead me. So every person, he going to have to go through the wire to get to you. Do you understand that? So this hurts right now and it's okay. You know what? We're going to sit in this and we're going to untangle this and we're going to heal from this and we're going to do what needs to be done. And if you need anything, I'm here to cover you. But what I will not do in this moment is tell you something that won't help you in this moment. Imagine going ahead and, and, and starting a job you were excited about and then in the midst of that realizing, oh, my gosh, I don't, I don't want to be here. Uh, this doesn't serve me. I don't even think I like this career path anymore. I honestly just think that this is not it and that you have people that value you enough that was like, go get it. I'm behind you. I support you however you want to do it. What you want to do now? You want to stop and start frying chicken in your 60s KFC? Cool. What you want to do? You was a doctor at one point, but now you want to be a comedian? Like, cool. Like, remember, we had this conversation right frustrated and overlooked where people just was on a particular career path and decided now nah, I want to do this I want to do my calling now like imagine if you knew that if you changed up you wouldn't have people who changed up on you changed up with you changed up how they dealt with you imagine 
Imagine you knew very early on, oh, my gosh, I found my husband. This is my wife. Like, yo, I think I found my spouse. And you didn't hear people that was like, take your time. You never know. Do one full season, you know, four years with, um, or a whole year, four seasons with someone. You never, and you finally had, like, dang, like, why I got to fight you? It's scary enough to me that I think I found this person so early. But why I got to come to you and you give me an extra layer of something I need to be protective on? How about just coming and saying, you know what? If God said it, then I touch and agree. Matter of fact, you want to go and pray about it so we can go ahead and have God protect this thing? Because if God shows you early, then that means that he trusts you enough to go ahead and protect it. So we're going to treat this like his first trimester. We're going to put a hedge of protection over this. We're going to put the blood of Jesus over this. And we're going to protect this in the way that we need to. And I'm not going to go ahead and put any altering verbiage on it the way that Hezekiah did when Elizabeth was pregnant with John but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna use my words to touch and agree with what God already showed you early oh we have people who valued us that way imagine telling your family you want to move away further than what they expected that you would be moving like imagine saying hey I just feel called to go ahead and live over there and you have family that was like, when you want to do it, like whenever you need to move, just let me know. Like, tell me early so I can adjust my schedule, like what you need. You know, you need help packing, like you need help. You need somebody to go out there with you and go look around. You need somebody to pray with, like what you, what you, what you need. Because most of the time when people are saying stuff, they're saying something that is selfish to them. They don't want you to move, so they got something to say about that. They don't want you to leave that job, so they got something to say. But you stable, but you, but I got comfortable with you staying there. How come you? Yeah, well, all that is when you give out alternate uh, advice or statements is you are so selfishly painting on your expectation on somebody else's canvas of life. That's not your canvas. You are not their God. Move to the side and just enjoy that the palette is changing. Just honor the fact that somebody is brave enough to make a change. That they didn't need a wilderness 40-year situation to see this is not it. That they didn't need anything that would have adjusted their entire life course, their heart matter, or anything to see, oh, my gosh, all this time, this is not it. Like, if we had more people that covered us, the world would be different. When I thought about that out loud, I thought immediately about Noah. Mm-hmm. And his sons. So I'm going to go straight to reading um, Genesis 9. Let's go in the NOT version, shall we? I'm going to start Genesis 9, and I'm going to start at verse 18. <laughs> Again, covering someone is, is so important because when you don't cover someone, it literally is the demise of the relationship. Truly. Like, sidebar, hold on, just think about that. If you think about the relationships that did not last and the relationships that are not thriving, and the, whether it's a friendship, an intimate relationship, a family member, whatever, it, is you're relating to someone, so that's a relationship, right? Think about those that did not work. It's because you could not be unveiled around them and they did not choose to cover you in the areas and the places that were meaningful and valued to you. People who choose not to relate to you chose not to cover you. Let's go ahead and read. Verse 18. The sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father were Shem, Ham, and Jepheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. 19. From these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. Okay. Y'all was 
rabbits. I ain't going to hold you. Okay, 20. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground and he planted a vineyard. 21. One day he drank some wine he had made and he became drunk and laid naked inside his tent. Drunk in love, Noah all night in love. Can't help it. So he got high on his own supply and the deacon Biggie told him not to do that. 22. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. 23. Then Shem and Jepheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. 24. When Noah woke up from his stupor, <laughs> the Bible's calling people words, I ain't going to hold you. I'm sticks and stones, Bible. When Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. 25. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. 26. Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed, and may Canaan be his servant. 27. May God expand the territory of Jepheth. May Jepheth share the prosperity of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. 28. Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood. 29. He lived 950 years, and then he died. 24, when Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. And then he immediately went ahead and did what? He started cursing, right? Not the actual words, but he looked at him and was like, "Mm, I don't like the way you family. Yeah, I don't like the fact that you saw me unveiled in a vulnerable position and instead of covering me, what you did was you went out and you um you started gossiping. What was the value in you telling other people the state that I was in opposed to doing something that would have readjusted the state that I was in? Why did you feel the need to go outside and be like, yo, daddy's in there drunk and naked? Like what, 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 where did you see value in that? But most importantly, uh, how come you didn't do what your brother saw was an automatic? Like, is it because you were the youngest and you were too immature to see that your dad needed covering? Was it your immaturity in age or was it your immaturity in, because I don't really know how old Ham was, but what I do know, I kind of, the person in me that believes that there's some good in everybody, I want to believe that you went out to your brothers because you were shocked. You never saw your daddy in that, in that role. And so you went to your brothers like, yo, he's naked. What do I do? Like, what should we do? Because it was almost second nature that your older brothers knew what to do. Bro, when you see somebody in a vulnerable situation, you cover them. When you see that somebody is, is is struggling, like you do something. You don't post it on social media. You don't call up your the rest of the family and be like, yeah, so she was short $100, so I gave her like, no, no, that's not covering you. You're no different than Ham. Why did you feel the need to see somebody in a state that is not their best and instead of doing something that would have changed that, that would have covered that, you went and told yeah, you know, you know she all drinking again. Mm-hmm. He broke up again with, oh, my 
She did what again? I t- listen, I keep telling him. And now y'all are doing a very almost mirror image of what Ham did to his father. <laughs> uh, you're doing the same exact thing of what happened after the earth, of what Noah did. I literally feel that if people, when people truly value you, they see the value of covering you. You go outside and see who is raining and you have on some particular shoes that don't really correlate to the rain and the mud and the E or the above, what do you do? You go out and change your shoes so that you have the correct covering. Exactly. When a female goes out and she got her fresh doobie, okay, wrap, and her hair is done, and she sees that the weather's not doing well, so she goes back into her wherever she was at, and she covers her hair. Yeah, because she saw the value in getting her hair done and spending all that time and money to get it done, not for it to be ruined by this piece of uh, inclement weather. Have a nice day. When you see that there are certain things happening in the heart realm, you don't just tell anybody that because instead of uh, covering you, certain people find more joy or they're more innate to go out and just spread what you told. So let me tell you what I've done. I've created an external environment with people in it that are going to cover me. That when I... If I'm not in the place to tell you what's going to help me and what's val- what will value me the way that, you know, Noah's situation was, um, that you will know offhand what to do because you value me. If I tell you what you can do and add to my life and how this, that, and the third, and, and you choose not to do it, then I've identified that you don't value me. I want relationships Regardless of your title, friendship, family, whatever, I want to relate to people that we value each other and that the world that I'm creating, the same way that my daddy created a world that he said was good, the things that I'm filling my world in, it's a mutual value. I value you enough not to go ahead and just paint any kind of picture, add any additions to the canvas of your life. I respect what God is doing in your life. I respect what God is doing so much in your life that I'm going to keep you accountable. I want you to go ahead and grow. I want to go ahead and grow with you. I want to be, I I don't even have to be on the stage. I just want to be the loudest person and an audience member for you. And exactly the way that I want to serve people in that capacity, not to the same energy. You don't have to match me. I just want to know that we value each other. And that I can see that and that I don't have people that are so focused on winning that you don't stop to adjust to, hey, my spiritual proverbial hijab has been adjusted. What do you do? I'm sure there's no rule book that told the soccer players, yo, stop the game and then go ahead and cover. I'm sure this is all new to everybody. But without being told what to do, her opponents knew what to do. You need people in your life. Come on, Holy Spirit. You need people in your life that don't need to be ABC to value you. You need people in your life that when they see, you know what? (laughs) There is instinctual things that happens when they see that a person that I value 
needs me in this kind of way, that you don't have to ask someone to call you, that you don't have to ask someone to come see about me, that you don't have to ask someone, listen, to pray for me, that you don't have to. There are certain things. There's a premium package called value that you don't have to ABC somebody through. And I need that to go through on somebody. I need you to understand that if you're asking someone of something and they can't give it, then you are wasting your time because there are people that you don't have to ask that just do it. You got people who are operating in the, in the Nike uh, spirit. Do you understand that? That's why when we had that conversation of uh, cover or uncovered, and I said, and I went ahead and did that spiritual anointing that I pray that we all get back to our manufacturer default. Don't you dare force anyone to act a, a certain way for you, about you, E or the above when it comes to you, when there's people out here that would do it without even being asked. I pray that you have a life that when you do a 360 surround span, that you see people who value you, people who want to see you win, even if they don't totally agree with what you're doing. Even what if it's, and when I say in that regard, like, yo, the opponents wanted to see somebody that they were trying to win against. They wanted to see her valued. No, they didn't want to see her win. <laughs> and no, we probably not supposed to stop the game right now. But have people in your corner in your life that will switch and break a rule to make sure that your value comes through the same way that when Moses's mother was birthing him the midwife was like yo I value God and what he said to do too much to go ahead and follow a rule to go ahead and throw this baby in the now you need people around you that your value is important to them and they will do whatever needs to be done whether you speak it whether you ask it whether you demand it to make sure that your value is seen. Did you get the challenge so far? My challenge to you is to create a world, create a world of people who cover you. And the same way that our daddy did in Genesis, that when you peel back, when you zoom back and you look at the world that you're currently living in, that you're able to say with authenticity, this is good. You know how you live a good life? You fill it with people who value you. And that's just it. But listen, um, I feel like you got what you needed. Mm-hmm. Definitely do. You know what these conversations are, right? Okay, once you uh they're life provoking conversations, conversations that not the average person's gonna have with you, but who your favorite homegirl is okay. Um but listen, I put down my food to have this conversation with you because that's how much I value you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't get it twisted. I value you. I ain't going to hold you. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go so I can get some nutrients, okay? Uh, but we'll talk later because you know I got something to say. <laughs> Always and forever. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll talk later. Yes, we will. Later. <laughs>